really quickly, I want us to go to the word of God. You got your Bibles or your smart devices. Let's go to Acts chapter 16. Acts chapter 16. And I honor not only uh, the pastors, but all the other pastors and some of you that I see here uh, being with us tonight. Acts chapter 16, verse 25 through verse 30. A very familiar passage, but I want us to revisit it tonight to hear what the Lord will be saying to this house and to us as individuals. When you have Acts chapter 16, verse 25 through verse 30, I'm going to ask you for the last time to stand. The next time I ask you to stand, uh, you'll, we'll be dismissing. If you stand between that, it's, it's on you. <laughs> Acts chapter 16, verse 25 through verse 30. I'll be reading from the KJV tonight because it's such a popular uh, text. If you have it, I want you to signify by saying, I have the bread. Like this church, <laughs> and at midnight, Paul and Silas praying. And they sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. And suddenly, there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were open, and everyone's bands were loosed. Mm. And the keeper of the prison awakening out of his sleep and seeing the prison doors open, he drew out his sword and would have killed himself, supposing that the prisoners had been fled. But Paul cried with a loud voice saying, don't kill yourself. Do yourself no harm, for we are all here. Then he called for a light. He sprang in and came trembling and fell down before Paul and Silas and brought them out and said, Sirs, what do I need to do to be saved? And all of God's people said, Amen. Amen. On your way to your seat, just tell your neighbor, tell them night vision. Night vision. I want to speak to you just a few moments from the topic night vision. I won't necessarily preach the scriptures that uh, we read tonight, but I'll land there. I want us to look at Acts chapter 16. Acts chapter 16 is introducing to us the apostolic and missional journey of the uh, famous preacher we call Apostle Paul. You know, ironically, uh, we quote more from Paul than we do anyone else in scriptures you know but we know all things do what work together right for the good of them that love the lord and to those who are called according to his purpose i'll let nothing separate me from the love of god i can do oh that's all that's apostle paul he's accredited for writing most of the new testament scriptures i don't know if he knew his his letters were going to be canonized but undeniably, God's hand and the Holy Spirit was moving his fingers as he was writing these letters that they would be speaking to us even to this day. What is my point of bringing this up? Paul's background is ultra complicated. You know, you like me based upon the chapter you find me in. I need you to look at somebody and tell them I'm anointed. But tell him, but I'm complicated. Uh, look, at, look at the complication of Apostle Paul. Paul has um, 
a tradition of Judaism where he is studying under the, the most uh, uh, educated intellectual voice of his time, Gamaliel. But his father is working for the Roman Empire. So although he has a name Saul, that is a Hebrew name indicative of the first king of Israel. He also has the ability to use a transliteration of his name so he can have influence in the Roman Empire. He's, he's operating in between. But in his zeal, he's trying to destroy the people of the way. Because in the beginning, they weren't called Christians. They weren't called Baptists. They weren't called Pentecostal. They was just in the way. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor. Tell your neighbor, stay in the way. Stay in the, stay in the way of the Lord. I know that people are saying a whole lot of stuff in this hour. And they're coming up with a whole lot of stuff about the church. But I need you to look at your neighbor. Tell your neighbor, stay over here. Stay over here. I'd rather take my chances in the church before I die in the street. I need you to scream at somebody. Tell them, stay over here. Stay in the way of the Lord. Lord. with your issues stay in the way with your questions stay in the way sometimes doing good sometimes not doing your best but I'm going to stay over here so apostle Paul in his zeal he's trying to destroy the people of the way until he has an encounter with God he's on the road to Damascus with the agenda of destroying these believers of Yeshua these believers I'm hope I'm not boring y'all with this hear what I'm saying he, he's on this mission and he has an experience with God that forever shifts the trajectory of his life and this is my prayer for our generation it's that we will have a God experience no no I didn't say a church experience I said a God experience because it's possible to sing the worship songs without worshiping. Lyrics and posture is two different things. The Bible says, Abraham says, I'm taking my son up there to worship. What was he going to do? He was going to lay his son down before God. You haven't worshiped until it costs you something. I need you to push somebody and tell them this is more than just church for me. This is my life. This thing costs me something. I need some anointed people. Talk to me in here. Uh, people are jealous of you, but they don't know the price you paid. And they don't know the payments you're still making. Scream at somebody. Tell them I'm still making payments. Sometime when you see me walking here, you don't understand. I had to coach myself in the car before I came in here. Oh, you call me strong. No, his name is Jesus. Because if he hadn't sustained my mind, I would have lost it. It cost me. But Saul had a divine experience. And I think the reason why some of us are so easy to fall out of the faith is because we never got deep enough in. Many of us are what I call cultural Christians. We grew up in a culture of Christianity. We, 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 know, the, we know the stories, but not the God of the story. We can fall into any church tradition and pick it up within seconds. We know that I shake when everybody else shake and shift when everybody else shift. But I don't want to just be touched. 
touching is good I don't, but I want more than a touch I want more than a move I want to be changed I want to experience if this thing is real I want to experience transformation you know why Paul can preach like he did he says I am not ashamed oh y'all talk to me of the gospel why because it is the power it's more than motivation and inspiration it's power it is the power of God unto salvation I need you to scream at somebody tell him he saved me and he's still saving me oh y'all didn't say it right come on tell him I'm saved oh but he's he's still working some stuff out of me and that's why I'm still in this because I still believe in it no no I still I still believe in it because the Bible says in the last days many shall depart from the from the faith that's why it's, 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 it's possible to be an unbelieving believer. But Paul had an experience. I'm going to take a moment and I'm going to have testimony service. I'm not a false prophet, so don't you be a false testifier. I'm going to lead you into the testimony. But the moment that it don't match your life, just drop out. Just drop out. Just move your lips if you need to, if you don't want to be embarrassed. But I'm going to teach you how to testify. Look at somebody and tell them, first give it on to God. Tell them to Pastor Leonard and Pastor Leonard. And to all the deacon saints and friends. Tell them, I just rose to testify. I have an experience with God. I would have walked away a long time ago. But the experience is still keeping. It was more than me joining a church. It was more than me singing in the choir. I had an experience in my bedroom when nobody was around, when tears were coming down my face and locking up. Oh, you have you had that experience? Yet? I'm talking about not being depressed. I'm talking about when the presence of God came on me. Do you remember when He filled you with the Holy Ghost? Do you remember? Y'all be seated real quick. I didn't ask you to stay. If you're comfortable, just lay hands on somebody. Tell them, I had an experience and it's still keeping me. When things get muddy, when things get complicated, when things get confusing in my mind, and sometimes it does, this I recall to my mind. And it gives me hope. I, I, re I remember. And so uh, Apostle Paul is on this missional journey. And while he's on this journey, while he's on assignment, uh, he's introduced to a young man by the name of Timothy. Timothy has a Greek father, but a Jewish mother who has been converted into this, to this way. The Messiah has come. And because of this, uh, Timothy has a good reputation among the people. And they say to Paul, hey, Paul, I know you're doing great work, but have you ever heard of, have you ever heard of Timothy? He has a good reputation and he's anointed. I'm going to say that slower so everybody else will catch it. He has a good reputation and he's anointed. Because we're in an hour where people are gifted and anointed, but they don't have a good reputation. There's some prophets who prophesy accurately, but they can't be trusted. 
that people who can sing up in the rafters. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But your level of gifting is not always synonymous with your level of maturity. That's why we got to be careful about elevating people based upon their skill set. Give me somebody who's not as skilled, but they're moldable. I'll need you to send word down your way. Tell them God is working on our character. Character matters in the kingdom. It's not enough for you to sow seeds in church and not pay your bills and expect to come into supernatural provision. Character matters. It's not good enough for you to shake hands and high five and dance with people in church and then get in group chats when the preaching's going on and discussing individuals in the sanctuary. Character matters. Be the person you post to be. I said, be the person you post. You post to be. And the reason why I bring this up, and this is why we need times of consecration and fasting and prayer. Because we all have to experience contradictions. Because we're consistently going through some sort of metamorphosis where he's changing us. But we don't supposed to live in contradiction. And the reason why I want to bring that up is the reason why some of us are so emotionally and spiritually tired is because living in the contradiction is exhausting. If you're never settled in your spirit, the Bible says a double-minded person becomes unstable and, and all this waste. Let me expedite this. Let me expedite this. I need, I need you to tell your neighbor, God wants you sane. He, we don't, we don't, God doesn't want us to use a church service as a drug fix. God wants us to be emotionally and mentally healthy. I'm going to say it again. God wants us to be emotionally and, and mentally healthy. I know y'all want to ask God to heal people uh, of diabetes and blood pressure. Yes, all of that. I believe there's healing for that. But there are some things that some of us in this room deal with that an MRI and an x-ray machine can't pick up. But God's Says, this week I'm going to deal with that oh I wish I had because some of you it didn't start with you it was passed to you but just because it didn't start with you don't mean you're not going to deal with it I need somebody to just begin to open up your mouth and declare it didn't start with me but it's going to end with me I'm going to shut that door I'm going to stop normalizing dysfunction talk about that's me that ain't me he called me to be more than a conqueror when Christ died, he died for the trichotomy of man. He was wounded for our transgressions, our outward sins, bruised our iniquities, and the chastisement of our peace was upon him, our mental health. By his stripes we're healed, our physical health. God wants us whole. Encourage somebody to tell him, God wants you well. I haven't because I haven't told you I haven't told you how toxic you really are God, I sometime out of my friendship with you I tolerate you when you go on your vents and you never give me a chance to ever vent and everybody around you knows how crazy I mean, I mean how how unstable you are but God wants you well because at some point you got to go from being a spiritual consumer to a spiritual contributor 
at some point you can't be the one that always need to be encouraged you should be encouraging somebody else at some point we shouldn't have to always bail you out they're gonna have to come a moment where you pick up the check and you pick up the ticket come on y'all talk to me in here at some point God wants you whole in him Timothy has he's anointed but he also has a good reputation because character matters and the New Testament church the Bible says they have favor with God and with man and I know as some of you all say I don't care what people think about me but if you're called to this you should care you know everybody not going to like you but somebody should be able to testify concerning your character and every time we put people in position we ask church people about them but sometimes you need to ask some of their family members you may need to ask somebody they work with <laughs> so he says come on Timothy come on, come on Timothy come on Timothy oh, I, I, yes you're anointed and you got a good reputation I'm going to use you I'm going to use you and this is a, a word of the Lord. The Lord specifically gave me concerning this house. And I want to thank you all for trusting my spirit to be here to release a word to this house. This is something specific because I don't, I don't take engagements. I only take assignments. No, no, really. I'm in a 13-day window where I'm preaching 13 days straight. So uh, it has to be, and I'm pastoring two churches. It has to be a sign. I have a third church in Brazil, and that's the pastor's son sitting right there. And I got to take care of him for two weeks. So if I'm here, I'm here on assignment. I, I don't want you to miss, I'm telling you, I'm going to land at, at midnight, but I want you to walk with me in the beginning of this chapter. The Bible says he has a good reputation and he's anointed. Hear me. And then Paul looks at him and says, um, Timothy, you need to be circumcised. <sighs> yeah, we shouted in the beginning. <laughs> but spiritual people are alert. He says, hold on. Now listen to what Paul says. Paul preaches and he defends Gentile believers concerning circumcision. He says, the Gentile believers who convert into this way, they don't need to be circumcised. It's not the, about the circumcision of the flesh. It's about the circumcision of the heart. And Timothy like, yeah, tell him, yeah, tell him. And then Paul turns to Timothy and says, you need to be cut on. And the Lord spoke to me in preparation of coming to purpose place. He says, because of where I'm about to take this ministry, we're going to know those who are in covenant based upon the cut. As a matter of fact, the Lord spoke to me and said, it was my design to plant the first church in obscurity. There's some that told you, why don't you start one over here? Why don't you come here? They called you crazy. They said, don't you know if you would have started this ministry in Atlanta, how many people, oh, sorry, how many people would have came with you? And you said, no, God didn't tell us to do that. God told us to go to South Carolina because God says this is the root system of something bigger than what you could ever consider. And anytime roots are going, roots are created in obscurity and darkness. 
darkness and because you are the foundation of something big because you're the foundation of something that's going to shift the nations of this earth I need you to get the five people tell them you got to make the cut it may not be convenient it may not be comfortable but whatever the Lord say do whatever the Lord tell you to do it doesn't have to make sense to you it's not about it's not about what I have to do it's about what I need to do based upon my assignment based upon because people will tell you I got your back I got your back until it's time for them to be cut Yeah, yeah. I know you an elder from where you came from, but are you willing to be nothing over here? Are you willing to baptize yourself into something that's bigger than you and become nothing so the work can be everything God has called it to be? Circumcision. The cutting of extra flesh. I need you to tell your neighbor, stop checking in with the wrong people. Stop checking in. You checking in with other folk who don't have your assignment. Talk about, oh, that ain't necessary. Why they got us fasting like that? We don't need all this law base. All this, we don't need to do that. We ain't got the tithe. We ain't got to give. No, it's not about what I don't have to do. It's about how much I can do to please God. No, no, it don't have to make sense. It doesn't have to make sense. I told him the other night in church, I live in hotels these days. And sometimes, sometime when, when I'm on the elevator and I'm on my phone and everybody gets off the elevator, I can't even tell y'all how many times I've made this mistake. People get off the elevator and I get off too. And then I'm like, oh, snap. This ain't my floor. Just because everybody else got off, that don't mean this is my floor. As a matter of fact, I'm going higher. Because I'm going higher While everybody else is moving I got to stand steep Because every open door Is not God's door for me I Tell somebody Because somebody got an attitude Tell them every open door Is not God's door Just because the job call you back If that job takes you away from your assignment That's not a God door That's a distraction Don't you be so lonely That you will settle all single people in this room shout I may be by myself but tell them I am not desperate I'm, don't get it twisted you slide in my DMs I'm not desperate if you can't talk to me in public don't you talk to me in secret I'm too important to be somebody's secret they will sit with you in church walk past you and not speak then slide in your DM. The devil is a liar. I see your works. Hey, I see your works. Uh What? And let me tell you, Jewish young men, y'all be seated. Um, This is time sensitive. I got to give it to you. Jewish young men would get circumcised on the eighth day. Everybody say eighth day. Timothy is not a baby. Timothy is a grown man. Circumcision, apostle and apostolate. Circumcision 
of a grown man is different than circumcision of a baby. Because the older you are, the more flesh they got to be cut. And pastor, sometimes we worry about newcomers. It ain't newcomers. It's so-called seasoned saints. Hallelujah. And the challenge, the challenge with circumcision of an adult is the same challenge with this, with the sacrifice of Isaac. We make Isaac a baby. Isaac is not a baby. Isaac is a lad. He's a young man that his father is laying down for a sacrifice. This is why Isaac had to give his father permission to tie him down. We get ready to go to another level of covenant at Purpose Place. And you're going to know you're ready for the next level of covenant when you can look at your leaders and say, you have permission to tie me down. It's when you find accountability in your life and you tell your accountability partner, you have permission to tell on me. You, oh my God, you have permission to show, give, give me your location. You got permission. You got permission to call me out. See, look, y'all ain't got tight in here because see, y'all want a bunch of fans, but you don't want to be challenged. Real sonship is giving fathers permission to bind them. And what other people call control, we call protection. I'm going to give you a moment. I'm going to give you 10 seconds to praise God for all the times God exposed you to save you. Come on. All the mature mature people. All the mature people. Thank you for correction, God. It didn't feel good, but thank you for correction. Because God's correction is a sign that he he loves me. Somebody shout, tie me down. Because if not, you are going to come up this time of consecration. And you're going to end up just needing another consecration. No, really. Because without making a sober decision and establishing a system of accountability and community. You're going to go through this consecration, not eating, shouting, and speaking in tongues. But if it don't translate the strategy, you know what you struggle with. Expose yourself. You know what you deal with. See, what I realized, we don't have accountability partners. We just got a bunch of BFFs. Well, we're swapping stories. But at some point, I'm tired of going to church on Sunday, having good church and being tricked by Sunday night. God wants to give you victory in, oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. I feel the Holy God, I'm coming through here tonight. I feel the Holy Ghost. God want to give you victory in your life. So we need, a, we need authentic accountability. People that we can trust with the knife. I need you to tell your neighbor, tell him, just because it was painful, don't mean the person was evil. See, we miscommunicate it. We, mis- we miscommunicate. We, we, we mislabel it. We, 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 we mislabel. We end up calling our enemies our friends. And our friends are enemies. Just because I don't agree with you don't mean I'm jealous of you. 
you you think I'm jealous because I'm not celebrating your new relationship but I'm seeing what you don't see because you keep choosing the same kind of Negro I mean you keep choosing the same type and I'm trying to stop you because I'm the one that got to pick up the pieces I'm the one got to deal with your trauma again yeah I thought my friends would be happy for me You got to trust. The Bible says faithful are the wounds of a friend. And treacherous is the kiss of an enemy. In other words, I'd rather be knocked down by somebody who loves me because they see a bus coming than to be kissed by somebody who has poison in the lipstick. When they're saying all the right stuff. But they won't tell me the truth. Don't you realize my goodness. I feel the Holy Ghost telling me to tell somebody. Be careful how you dismiss proven voices in your life. When new people come around. Mm. Be careful how you switch up. Some of y'all calling people best friend. That you met on Facebook three months ago. That Oh my God. You got to be careful about dismissing folk. That gave you gas money. When you didn't have money. And you needed gas to help you make it to Friday. Don't y'all leave me out here by myself. You, you, you got to hold on to the trusted voices. So you don't have to repeat this season again. The Bible said that uh, he cut him. He, he, he cut him. And it's not any kind of flesh. It's the flesh that's connected to your productivity. <laughs> and that's what God says I'm dealing with. Because your business would be somewhere different. If your social media won't so messy. I believe you love God I believe you love God and I believe you love the church but there's some places of immaturity that when we would utilize you then all of a sudden you're consistent for four weeks straight and then you disappear for two weeks and then after a while we see it's a pattern (sighs) hallelujah God says I want to deal with the flesh part of you that's connected to your productivity hallelujah the bible says he's come on timothy after you heal it's time to serve (laughs) they 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 went uh they were going all through uh galatia and and, uh, different parts of the region they got ready to go to asia and, and and the spirit of the lord said no because every opportunity is not a god door now, hold on. Don't go preach the gospel. See, many of us can be misled by good intentions. And there are people that will be anointed in your life by Satan. To distract you away from your assignment. And you with your good heart and good intentions will end up pouring into the wrong vessels vessels that have holes in them and you have occupied yourself with their trauma people who don't want to be healed and now you're losing your own battle Mike stop 
trying to affirm your anointing by how many people you rescue. A lifeguard don't have to have anybody drowning in order to be a lifeguard. It's all about my preparation. If I didn't have to rescue anybody today, I still had a good day. I don't need you to be dysfunctional in order for me to be anointed. I don't need to have a bunch of friends that need a bailout in order for me to be a good friend. See, that's a toxic, that's toxic culture where we need people to be doing bad so we can affirm our height based upon their depth. So the Bible says the Holy Ghost said, don't go there. Don't go there. And this is what fasting does. It illuminates and heightens our senses. Like, like, I mean, I don't even know. I'm not going tonight. Come on. Come on. You ain't going with us. No, I'm not going tonight. I was going to go. but I, I, and, and I'm not talking about saying who going. I don't need to know who's going. <laughs> I don't fool with y'all. I don't fool with y'all. <laughs> who going? Man, I asked you to go. But when you get a check in your spirit, listen, when you get a check in your spirit, when new people come around, and I'm not talking about people who are being suspicious of everybody, but I'm talking about when you get a check in your spirit, don't feel like you need manifestation before you make a decision. I'm going to walk slow through here because I feel the Holy Ghost speaking to somebody in this room. Some of you in your mind, you say, you say well, they ain't did nothing to me. They don't need to do anything because if you wait for them to do something, it's too late. Many of us have got bitten by snakes because we feel like, well, I mean, I don't feel, I don't want to feel like I'm judging nobody. It's not judgment. It's called discernment. You out of all these tongues and out of all this word of knowledge and out of all this prophesying, you better have discernment because everything that sounds like God ain't God. Don't go. Don't go. Now, I understand because, see, I, I found out the other day, I am a, a, a zennial, like a Generation X and Generation, uh, what's the one after? Oh, no, a Millennial and Generation X, and they call it a zennial. When you're born between, uh, I ain't going to tell you what you have. But born, when you're born between 77 and 82. So, any more zennials in here? Anybody? Okay. Oh, okay. Praise God. <laughs> Look at y'all. Y'all, y'all, oh, all right. Mind your business. Judge yourself. My point is, I'm kind of like in an in-between. So, old school and new school, right? Uh, and I want y'all to know, like, I got some nice sneakers, too. I got some banging hoodies. But it's because of the assignment that don't make sense to me or other people, then I'll leave home and get ready to preach. And God said, no, put that garment on. Because it ain't going to be about your outfit. For all of y'all that's trying to use God to be famous, no, baby, you ain't going to use God. God going to use you. He'll let you go through an ugly season. My point is, I'm, I'm, I'm in this in-between. And this generation, you are, there's something that you all don't know about. And I just want to give you a window into it. This is why you need discernment because you're not a part of the generation that we came from. We didn't go to everybody's church. Uh-oh. 
And if we were going to go, we have to ask for permission. Uh, somebody says, ah, that's a cult. Call it what you want. It's something more than cult. It's called culture. It's called honor. We didn't sing in community choirs. I mean, I did. I mean, I snuck and did it. But even though some of that may have been antiquated, there was a principle behind it. They would tell us, you can't eat from everybody's table. And the reason why I don't tell our church to do it now, Brother James, uh, he lives in Raleigh. He drives, him and his wife drive two and a half hours to church. And sometime it'll be a conference or something going on. Brother James, he's a deacon of our church. He says, Bishop, I want you to know, me and my wife decided we're going to visit so-and-so. I said, James, you don't have to tell me that. He said, yes, sir. And then a little bit later, he was like, well, we have a church in Greensboro, Bishop. Is, and I think uh, today we're just going to go to, I just wanted to ask your permission. I said, James, it's one of our churches. You don't have to ask me. He said, yes, sir. <sighs> he keeps asking. <laughs> well, the reason why I have not established that protocol in our church, because this generation, you're not visiting other people's churches physically. You ain't got to get in your car. You don't have to get on a plane, but your ears are being tuned to other voices. And every one of them are not preachers. Some of you, your theology is being shifted by YouTubers and influencers that's ministering with the mixture. You were convinced and persuaded. Now you after you done set up all Saturday night watching somebody's YouTube channel. Now you sitting up in church looking at us strange. The Bible says giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. And now we got conferences on how to be a prophet and prophesy. Now we got a conferences on the apostolic. But when the disciples looked at Jesus, they didn't say, teach us how to play. They didn't say, teach us how to sing. They said, Lord, teach us how to pray. Now, prayer meetings are antiquated and out of style. Because if you ever, the the enemy don't want you in prayer. Because it's in prayer. He'll start downloading stuff. Don't go. Don't go. Don't go. Don't go. I never forget. I never forget. God. God is so obsessed with you that uh, he'll mess stuff up. <laughs> I'm almost finished. Did you? Hear me? I said God is so obsessed with you. He'll he'll mess stuff up. I remember I was a youth pastor, and when I was a youth pastor, it was this young it was this young lady that man, my heart was in love with. I mean, my heart. Was that I was in love with this girl. I mean, I was in, she was a track star in college. I was in, if you're watching and I shout out to you, don't call me. But I, <laughs> I was in love with this girl. And I was a youth pastor and, uh, and serving and fornicating and, and, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, y'all, oh, y'all come for the fake. No, this is the for real, for real. And I remember, one of my other youth pastor friends told me, said, listen, um, she, ain't, she ain't the one. Like, you don't know what she be doing, man. She ain't the one. I was like, no, she good. Now, like, that's my heart. Like, that's my heart. Because you know he jealous. He, evidently, he want her. And he mad that I got her. Because I, at this point, I am following my heart. 
And following your heart is nice for a mahogany card and a hallmark mark card. But according to the scripture, your heart is deceitful. It is wicked. It's manipulative. Okay, y'all sitting back looking at me like I'm, y'all just put me out by myself. I need some honest people in here. How many of you, your heart set you back, jacked you up, tricked you, and deceived you? Have you ever went past something that you begged for, and now you go past and it says, what was I thinking of? Okay. Y'all ain't going to tell the truth, so I'm just going to give you a chance to praise. I want you to praise God for every prayer that God said no to. And I'll never forget, I was so determined to make it what I wanted to make it. Because let me tell I want you to look at the person beside you and tell them anything that's forced is not God. I'm at an hour in my life. I'm not begging nobody to be my friend. I'm not trying to get in no church click and no circle. I'm not mad that y'all didn't invite me. I'm good. I can come to church, speak to everybody, and get in my car and go. I will Uber eat before I sit at the table with people. I got to beg to be my friend. I didn't come over here for friends. I came over here for God. I want you to scream at somebody tell them God just exposed the devil God just you can't wait to feel it send that text message and tell them I don't know why but this ain't gonna work just go ahead and text them this ain't gonna work I'm in revival and the Holy Ghost exposed it to me tonight don't go don't go don't go there's somebody you trying to miss church tomorrow night for another plan God said don't go don't go you've been in this time of fasting and praying and where you trying to go tomorrow night it's not a posture of consecration uh-oh. Uh-oh. Scream at somebody, tell them, cancel the plans. Scream at somebody, tell them, cancel the plans. Hear me. That night, man, I'm telling my business tonight. I'll never get that night. I got ready to take it to another, you know, level and want to come in and come in. And she said, I said, I said, both of us at the same time, I got something. I said, oh, you go. No, you go. No, you go. You go. All right. I said, no, ladies first. She looked at me and said, I'm not who you need me to be. And me and my dumb self said, I don't need you to be anybody. No, have you looked back over who you used to be and you just want to shake the younger you? Because I cried too long over what God had rejected. Don't go. And when they didn't go, they found themselves. And I want you to get ready to receive this. Everybody who's working in the marketplace, I want you to lift up your hands. God says he's releasing you an anointing of influence with influencers. They found a woman by the name of Lydia who was a great businesswoman. And I want you to know there's some of you in here, you have an apostolic grace on you. you. You have an evangelistic anointing on you, 
where you're being called. You're, yeah, you're a prophet in church, but, but, but your prophetic minister is greater than church. You're working in administration in the marketplace. And you're sitting at a table and they're trying to figure out how do you know all that you know? Oh, was it your university that taught you that? Are you an Aggie? What, I mean, what, 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 how do you know all that you know? But for the saints, God has given you a prophetic advantage. I know y'all want to say, yeah, we got to go to the projects and get some people. Yes, the people in the projects need to be saved. But let me tell you, just because people got money don't mean they got God. There are lawyers that need the Holy Ghost. Come on, y'all talk to me in here. There are millionaires that need to be delivered so they can transfer their money to the ministry. Somebody shout, everybody needs this Jesus. I'm getting very close to my text because the Bible, y'all be seated. I ask y'all not to stand up. The Bible says that they're doing ministry and they're on their way to prayer. And while they're on the way to prayer, for days, this woman is running behind them saying, oh, these great men of God, whoo, they anointed, they anointed. Woo! They, the, they showing us the way to salvation. Y'all better listen to them. They're anointed. And the Bible says she was annoying. And everybody knew she was annoying, but you know, she's just annoying. But Paul turned around and says, Come out of her demon. Man, that would go viral, wouldn't it? Paul. Calm down. Come out of her demon. Were they anointed? Yes. Were they showing the way to salvation? Yes. But hear me. False prophets are not people who just prophesy wrongly. False prophets can prophesy correctly with wrong motives. It's about the source. And some of you think you're talking to prophetic people, but you're catering to witches. No, 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 mama, 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 mama. Still checking in with your zodiac. You're supposed to be a saint talking about this is Virgo season. Talking about this is cancer season. I break that spirit of sorcery off of you tonight. You're in holiness now. We're not controlled by the solar system. The stars testify of him. And the spirit of prophecy is the revelation of Jesus Christ. I need you to shout, tell your neighbor, no more mixture. No more mixture. Come on, Dios, Shonda. Oh, Corey, I feel the Holy Ghost here. No more mixture. Come out from among them. Be ye shepherds, said the Lord. He said, come out of her demon. Now, many of us would have never, we would have missed it. She was demon possessed. Because oftentimes, some of us, our discernment is sedated by compliments. Can I still come back tomorrow night too? <laughs> no, really, you got to be careful. Because sometimes when people keep complimenting you and complimenting you, sometimes there's a thin line between admiration and jealousy. And sometimes they'll stay close enough to you just in case you win, but distant enough that if you fall, they'll say, I told y'all, I told you. 
Glory be to God. I need you to tell your neighbor, remember the people who had your back when you had nothing. Remember the people who knew your secrets and told nobody. Remember those people who got up behind you and said, uh-uh, don't you touch her, I'll bite you. Not the people who sat at tables and were silent when you were being discussed. I'm trying to figure out how did they feel so comfortable to talk about me in your presence and I know y'all a new age church but there are two people you cannot talk about you can't talk about my mama and you can't talk about my leader keep my leader's name out of your mouth because God I know y'all call that court but no God used my pastor to preach me out of some dark places I need you to shout for your leaders right now shout to hear the sound of the Peters in this room. I need... Pastor may have to rebuke me, but I'll fight for my leader. I'm too much of a Peter to ever be a Judas. I said, I'm too much of a Peter to ever be a Judas. I got some stuff with me. Sometimes I got an attitude. But let me just, sometimes I'm late. Hallelujah. Sometimes I don't be in the place where I need to be in. But I'm going to tell you one thing. They'll never have to question my loyalty. And this is why the hour we're living in, if you're in leadership, if you're in leadership, you need to be emotionally healthy. And all of us have moments. But when you get to church, you need to pull your moment together. You don't come to church and sit back in a corner. You don't sit on the front row looking confused. Because when people come to church, they don't just bring their Bibles, they bring their minds. And they're looking at you wondering what's going on. Tell your neighbor, be stable in God. You say God sent you, now you hear. My God. The Bible says they minister to the, they cast the devil out of this woman. And come to find out, this woman was demon-possessed. Saying the right stuff and was just as full of demons. Y'all will be surprised how many people operate in ministry full of demons. Oh, you know, huh? No, we don't, y'all don't believe that. Uh-uh. See, y'all don't believe it. See, see this you know, C.S. Lewis says one of the greatest deceits of the enemy is to either make us blame him for everything or deny his existence at all. And, and this is what happens. This is what happened in our culture. We think demonic oppression and possession is left to, to African countries and the West Indies. I want you to know my ministry is all over the world. And yes, you're right. When I, the, the, when I go to India, I get on a church service before the church service gets started. I mean, before the church, Elder Claw, we were there in, in uh, Sirtape. And before the, I mean, as soon as we got up ministry to the point people were rolling in the, in, on the ground, um, uh, you know, mm-hmm, and, and, and voices coming out of d- dark, deep voices coming out of young girls' mouths. And we had to go straight into warfare. We had to go straight in. I mean, we went straight into warfare. Yes, I've been in Kenya and had to go straight into warfare. And then we come to America. Yeah, well, we don't have that over here. You know why? They comfortable. That's why you ought to thank God that you got leaders that call for times of fasting and praying. 
because this kind, my God, goeth out only through prayer and fasting. See, you can fake shouting, but you can't fake fasting. You cheat on this fast if you want to. You cheat yourself. You want to expose yourself. I found out that those manifestations of Apostle Jennings happens in those countries, not because of the presence of witches, but because of the consecration of the saints. Now, we got people packed with demons leading worship. Smelling like weed playing our instruments. Now, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, all of you creatives, I'm going to tell you, you're right. Your creativity opens up when you smoke. When you blaze. Come on, y'all stay with me so I don't call you out. Come on, stay with me. Just go real spirit. Hey, man, that's right, Bishop. Tell them. Just go with it. Yes, there's another level of creativity you tap into when you blaze. But it's called going through a doorway of the realm of the spirit illegally. You open yourself up. I grew up with a young man who opened himself up. He opened himself up in such a way. He started telling people secrets. I'm telling you. He was so possessed. He was telling people, when I tell you he was telling people, see, nobody wanted him around because he would sit even among church people and says, yes, but you had a child by somebody else. Your oldest child is not by your husband. He was, he was that detailed. Until one day he started walking in the rain. He walked the whole highway. He walked 45 miles in the rain. And those demons he had opened himself up to start talking. They wouldn't take turns. And all of them started talking to him at one time until they overwhelmed him. And he ended up in the psych ward until it took over his physical body until his heart exploded. Yes. I know. I know some of you. You weren't looking for sin. You were just looking for a sedative. You were just trying to. Oh my something that you were using just to help you get through a rough patch oh I feel deliverance about to hit this room something somebody you were using just to get you through a lonely season now you done found yourself there longer than you anticipated how many OnlyFans subscriptions do you have now my god something that you tapped into just for a moment has turned into a pattern Paul said come out of her you know what they when when that demon came out the people got mad they got mad and threw Paul see we always preach about this Paul and Silas got thrown in the jail but sometimes we don't find out why because the enemy is okay with your Bible teaching and your praise and worship he don't like it but he'll tolerate it but you know the very thing the enemy don't want you to have is deliverance Y'all get ready. I'm getting ready to pray. I feel God. He don't want you to experience. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm going to get to night vision tomorrow night. But I feel the Holy Ghost telling me tonight. There's some things that need to be uprooted. Oh, my God. There's some, th- Emma, there's some demonic systems and thought patterns that need to be uprooted. I want you to lay hands on your neighbor's shoulder and tell him you are anointed and you've been gifted bound. Imagine how much more if you ever get delivered. I need somebody to open up your mouth now and begin to pray in the Holy Ghost.
because we come to break the back of every demonic system. The enemy don't mind you teaching and preaching, but he don't want you to be delivered. I need somebody in this room. There's some areas of your life that you've had on the altar this week. Now, let me tell you something. If you come tonight, I don't want it to be because you asking God for a job or you asking God for a house. I hope he give it to you. But there's some areas in your life. You said, I'm tired of repeating the same cycle. I want you to get down to this altar. I'm not going to ask you no questions. It's do you want to be delivered? I'm not questioning, are you saved? I'm asking, do you want to be delivered? And he says, and the yoke, and the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing. I want you to lift up your hands because I feel the Holy Ghost in here tonight. I feel the Holy God is coming tonight because he's heard your cry. Some of us, we haven't been trying to be secretive. We've just been surviving. Oh, glory be to God. But I want you to know, you're too important to the assignment of Purpose Church for God to let you stay bound. You're too important to the destiny of your family for God to let you stay bound. He's come to interrupt your cycle tonight. He's come to interrupt your pattern. He says, Moses, tell them I've seen their affliction and I've heard their cry. Tonight you need to get ready because we're going to cry out to God. Tonight there are two things we're going to do. We're going to shout and pray in tongues. The reason why we're going to do that is because some of us are dealing with some things that we can't trust the ears of the people around us to hear. But I need you to shout, God is not intimidated. I said, God is not intimidated. I told you a few moments ago, some of you are not dealing with your own demons. You're fighting generational spirits. Something that was passed to you. Somebody lift up your hands and said, I didn't ask for this. Somebody shout, I didn't choose this. This thing chose me. But I hear the word of the Lord says, it will come against you one way. And it will flee seven ways. Are you serious tonight? I said, are you serious tonight? We get ready to push back the forces of the evil one. And I'm commanding Satan to take his fingers out of your thought pattern. Hey, hey, hey. I'm commanding the enemy. Hey, every stronghold. I come to pull down every stronghold and bring into captivity every imagination, every breach in the spirit. When I count to three, I want you to begin to open up your mouth and pray in the Holy Ghost because we're coming for it tonight. We're coming for one, two, three. Do it now. Do it now. Come on. The Bible says, man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. I pray that you are blessed by the message today. And if you want to continue to get more inspirational, motivational, and even more gospel messages, I encourage you to follow our YouTube channel or subscribe to our podcast. And today we want to give you an opportunity to partner what we're doing domestically here at our local church and what we're doing all over the world. There are ways to give. And remember, when you sow, that seed may leave your hand, but it'll never leave your life. The Bible declares to us that when we sow, seeds are connected to harvest. Well, I want you to remember that I know what it feels like 
to cry until you have no more tears left to cry. But after you finish crying, don't stop. Get up and keep going.